Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So this in the news breaking, Nigel Farage. I'm sure you guys know who he is. Uh, I know him personally. I've met him a few times. Really, really good dude. But he was just unbanked, meaning that the bank that he has been with in the UK since 1980 just called him up and basically said, we're closing your accounts. And then he went to multiple banks in the UK and they said, no, we don't want your business. And so he actually tells his own personal story. We're going to get into that in just a moment. And it really sheds a light on the realities that many of us may face when we go into this world of central bank digital currencies. So what I want to do is start off this video actually with some good news. And then we're going to get into Nigel's story. And then we're going to try to think this through and connect some dots. I want to start off by going over the third step of today's whiteboard video. And so I know most of the people that watch the Rebel Capitalist channel are kind of like the insiders. They're like the, the OGs. <laughs> so every once in a while, I like to give them a sneak preview as to what they may see on the George Gammon channel. But this uh, tonight's video is about the BIS's plan for this global central bank digital currency. Basically, they're calling it a unified ledger. And they've come out with several papers on this, but this is focusing on their most recent paper that came out maybe a week ago. And I have been giving this a lot of thought because there are some variables here that I didn't even think about. They want to tokenize everything. They want to tokenize private property. They want to tokenize uh, assets. So in order to transfer ownership of your house, let's say you sell it, that would have to happen. That would need to occur on the unified ledger, and they would actually transfer ownership of a tokenized, a digital representation of your house, and that you would have to pay for that with a digital representation of dollars, just a tokenized dollar, which is just a tokenized commercial bank deposit, or it can be a uh, central bank bank reserve right now. Uh, they're, they're trying to insinuate that you could have a hybrid system where there were dollars that were liabilities of the banks, but then there were also dollars that were spent in the real economy that were liabilities of the Federal Reserve, something much different than we have right now. But anyway, if you want to get the, the, the nuts and bolts and the details, definitely watch tonight's whiteboard video. But I conclude with what you can do to survive in this type of world. And you would think, oh, well, I'm just going to use cash and Bitcoin. It, it's a little harder than that. You, you got to kind of think through it on multiple levels. So the main thing that I'm trying to encourage people to do is not to hesitate, but to navigate. I think that's something I'll be saying a lot throughout future videos as we get closer to closer to a CBDC and as they implement this. Now, there are no certainties, only probabilities. I think the probability of the BIS implementing this plan is relatively low because we know bureaucracies are incredibly inefficient. But I think on the flip side of that coin, we have to be honest with ourselves and realize that I think there's a 99% probability that we will have CBDCs. Uh, we will have a, a CBDC in the United States and in Europe. And now, again, if the, does the BIS control that on one ledger? Uh, maybe, maybe not. That's their goal. We know that. But uh, I think CBDCs are going to be very popular, quite frankly, with the average Joe and Jane. They're not going to roll them out and call them a CBDC. That Klaus isn't going to do that. It doesn't make any sense. What they're going to do is they're just going to roll out features. And the average Joe and Jane isn't even going to know they're using a CBDC. They're just going to come out and say, from now on, with your Wells Fargo account, you can transfer money 24-7, 365 days a year, get instant settlement. Wow, fantastic. What a feature. 
And then they're going to say, well, there's more. It's even better. Now you can go to Mexico and you can do that. You can go anywhere in the world and you can transfer money to anyone else in the world instantly, free. It gets even better. You don't even have to transfer them dollars. You can take your dollars, turn them into or trade them for, let's say Mexican pesos, and then deposit those Mexican pesos in the account of the person, let's say, obviously in Mexico, that you're trying to buy something from or fill in the blank. You could be Colombia. You could be uh, in the Eurozone. You could be in Japan. It doesn't matter where you are. You could pay someone in their currency using your currency instantly. 24-7, 365 days a year, free of charge. Now, are they going to call that a CBDC? No. They're just going to say, hey, now we've got this incredible feature that with a a collaboration between the Federal Reserve and the IMF and the BF, uh, and the BIS or whatever, you know, if they even announce that, they're just going to roll out these features. And the average Joe and Jane is going to say, this is absolutely amazing. This is fantastic. And then once they get everyone hooked on the system, just like you get hooked on your cell phone, then they're going to start rolling out the social credit score and people are, are going to be okay with it. Why? Because the system's too convenient. Because I mean, I've said this multiple times over the last few days. Just assume for a moment that they gave you a social credit score based on your cell phone activity as of tomorrow. Would you give up your cell phone? No, you wouldn't. You'd rationalize it. You'd sit there and say, oh yeah, I'm not. I mean, I've heard all of George's videos and it, it is true that I have been a strong, uh, you know, I've, I've battled uh, and I have been very vocal as far as my opposition to a social credit score and all the, all these things. And I know it's disaster and I know it's Orwell and I know it's big brother, but yeah, not that bad. I'm not doing anything wrong. I know. I know. I I'm going to sit here and bitch and moan about a social credit score, but and I don't know. I mean, uh, 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 what's, what's going on in Facebook. Now you might not do that, but I can assure you 99% of the U S population. will. so my point is they're not going to have to force this upon the normies. The normies are going to not only accept it, they're probably going to demand it. I mean, by the way, you can get the same interest rate that they pay Jamie Dimon. Who doesn't like that? Don't have to worry about bank failures. Don't have to worry about taking a haircut on your deposits. What's not to like about that? See, there's got to be realistic about the opponent, for heaven's sakes. So anyway, getting back to how you navigate this, this square represents the unified ledger. I'm just calling it Klausville. To me, it's kind of like a video game. Remember that Farmville video game? It's kind of like that. So what they do is they tokenize all these uh, assets to say dollars, houses, cars. Uh, they The uh, settlement process often involves these smart contracts. So this is the ecosystem. All right. So what our objective is, is to try to transact as much as possible outside of that ecosystem. Now, I don't think you're going to be able to, as far as your job, for most people watching this video, you, you're going to have to live within that ecosystem. You're going to have to have a bank account within that ecosystem. You're going to have to get paid within that ecosystem. And and we're get, we'll get into this with Nigel Farage because now he's at a point where what do you do? Let's say you get your paycheck from your employer. You don't have a bank account. What do you do with it? I mean, pretty much your only option is to go to a check cashing place and pay like 30%. That's it. So most people aren't going to be willing to do that. And therefore, they're going to have to have a bank account in Klausville. It is what it is. So then what you do is you can take those tokenized dollars and you can, once you earn them, you can buy a, let's call it a store of value, whichever you prefer, Bitcoin, silver, gold. Uh, I would probably myself do gold because it's a lot easier to 
to turn into dollars. And uh, now if they're going to let you turn in your tokenized dollars for actually green pieces of paper, that would be fantastic. But I'm, I highly doubt they're going to allow you to do that. So you take your Bitcoin gold and then uh, you use that as kind of your savings. And then when you need to transact, you go ahead and turn some of that into the green pieces of paper. And that's what you use to pay for as many goods and services as you possibly can. Uh, obviously, you're not going to be able to, especially if you live in the United States or in a developed country, you're not going to be able to pay for all the goods and services in cash. It's just not going to happen. right? I mean, try to, I was just in Florida for Rebel Capitalist Live, and uh, there's no way I could have, in fact, I was joking with Josh that I could have a pocket full of like $20,000 right now. And I don't think I could survive like three hours. Like, how, how would you get food? You say, oh, we go to the grocery. Okay, fine. But there's most places don't take cash. How are you going to get a hotel room? You know, you could be, you could have a million dollars in your back pocket, yet you'd be broke because you couldn't buy anything because <laughs> so few people take cash, right? So we're going to get into jurisdictions in just a moment. But this would be the ideal. Now you say, George, they're going to ban cash. Oh, I agree. I agree. They'll probably try to do that. But let's think about that in a moment. So uh, first and foremost, the, the bad news is it's coming, a CBDC in, in one form or the other. Uh, good news is the central planners are incredibly incompetent. So you know how long it takes them to roll this out, I don't know. Uh, on one hand, they are incompetent. But on the other hand, they did implement the central banks. They were able to, able to pull that one off. Uh, so why I say don't hesitate, navigate, is because I don't it's not healthy or it doesn't, it's not productive to be completely paralyzed with fear. You, you, this has to be on your radar. You got to be concerned about this, but, but you can't be so paralyzed where you hesitate to take action. That's my point in this kind of little slogan here. So how do you navigate? Okay. So we earn dollars. We turn them into Bitcoin gold, take those uh, gold Bitcoin, turn that into dollar. Uh, that's what you use as much as possible to transact. And of course the risks first and foremost, if I'm Klaus, I'm going to put in a point, point of sale system to where you have to be identified before you buy anything and then it doesn't matter what you use and then uh qr code i would also even if i do allow cash then i would take all the cash that's in circulation i would put new cash out there with a qr code so you got to scan that same thing they still know who's spending the money when you spend it unless you're doing it with someone that uh you know isn't going to is going to that is okay circumnavigating the system uh, but again, you know, most of the normies aren't going to be willing to do that. You say, George, the privacy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the normies don't care about that. They, they just don't. I mean, I mean, think about it. You got 50% of the population who were in favor of lockdowns or in favor of, of medicine mandates. I think th those people are going to be in, you know, they're in favor of, of having to show your papers anywhere you go in New York just to go into a restaurant. I think those people are going to be opposed to a, a CBDC because of privacy. Come on now. Absolutely not. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com 
forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So if this happens, you know, and if they try to ban this, then it's going to be extremely important about jurisdiction. So I think that uh, CBDC is coming. I think a social score is also absolutely coming. We will have that. But based on your jurisdiction, does it matter? And the example I used today in the whiteboard video was very similar to the Cerveza sickness, where a lot of employers and the government itself made it mandatory for their employees to, let's say, get the jab. But in some states, that didn't matter if you had it. So if you had it or if you didn't, it wouldn't impact your ability to go to a restaurant in Texas. They don't care. They don't ask you for your papers. But if you go to New York, they're definitely going to ask you for your papers. So you see, I think that everyone will have, Klaus will give everyone a social score. Obviously, I'm using him a proxy for central planners and authoritarians. But I, I don't think, based on the jurisdiction, it just won't even matter. It's like, you know, everyone has a social security number. Uh, does it matter? Not really, because I don't really use it. Now, if you move to a state or a city where every single time you went to a restaurant, they asked you for your social security card or your, your social security number, then yeah, it would matter. But I don't think that's going to be all jurisdictions, not just within the United States, but I think outside of the United States as well. So one, uh, some more good news here. I want to encourage everyone to go to a site called Cash Matters. I think it's cashmatters.org. And they have a Twitter. You can see this on the whiteboard. And uh, they're just really trying to encourage people to use cash. I don't know if they're really in the libertarian space or I don't know if they talk about CBDCs, but they're definitely, whether it's inadvertently or not, they're fighting the good fight. And they point out that North Carolina is uh, proposing a law where every single business would have to accept green pieces of paper. You have to accept cash. You, you don't have a choice. So you go to Top Golf and they've got to take your, your cash, even though they want you to download the stupid app just to tell you when to go to your little golf cubicle <laughs> or, or whatever it is, right? You guys get what I'm saying. And then uh, some more good news here is emerging markets, although I believe they will have CBDCs, it's going to take a lot longer. And if they uh, ban cash, it's going to take a very long time to do that in places like Romania, places like Morocco, here in Colombia. I did some research the other day that shows that Romania, 78% of the transactions are still settled in cash. Now, I don't know if you want to go there based on what's happened to Andrew Tate, but that's a completely separate topic, <laughs> right? Uh, but places like Morocco, I think it was like 65%, something like that. That would be tough to ban cash there. Doable, but uh, are you going to be able to do that in the next five years? Eh, not likely. And those places are going to be far harder to implement some sort of point of sale software or a QR code on the cash itself. So this is how... I am personally thinking about navigating a world with CBDCs in my own life. And so I think hopefully this will provide some value for some of you. Now, is this a panacea? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So now that takes us right into the story about Nigel, Nigel Farage. And to be very, very clear, even though I went over this in a whiteboard today that you guys will see, and, and even though I just went over it, I still need to think this through. This is not complete yet. 
I want to make sure that you guys understand that. This is a work in progress. As they come out with more and more and more of these features, and I see more and more variables, I'm going to see more and more problems that come about that this uh, navigation system has not taken into account. And it's going to have to be tweaked. It's going to have to be constantly tweaked. So this is just something that we're, we need to keep on our radar and, and keep um, in, in the way that we navigate the system will need to evolve. So life in the UK becoming completely unlivable, says Nigel, being systematically unbanked. Now, I know for a lot of you uh, that just even just watch this, you say, oh, George, you're just such an idiot. Why are you such a moron? Why are you such a fiat maximalist? Don't you know that just buy Bitcoin? Uh, all I got to do, just buy Bitcoin. Mm, I wish it was that easy. I do. But as we go through the story of Nigel Farage, just think about that. What, what if Nigel had Bitcoin right now? That would be great. You know, he'd definitely have purchasing power outside of the system. Uh, but he's in a bank account. So how does that work? I guess he could go down to the Bitcoin ATM. He's going to take a massive haircut on that get the cash he needs but then even if he gets cash physical pay you, know, you can't pay for ever especially in the uk how, how do you how do you do that and then how, how do you even get paid if you don't have a bank account i guess you could get a check i don't even know if businesses still do that the businesses still even do checks or they just do an automatic deposit into your account and how many businesses are going to pay him in bitcoin you see so theoretically bitcoin is a solution just find an employer that pays you bitcoin and then just use that Bitcoin for every single transaction. Yes, that, that would work. But unfortunately, that world is not the world we live in right now. And we probably won't, even if we do see that world, probably won't happen for at least a decade, if not more. And my base case is that even if that does come to fruition, we get a CBDC way before we get the volatility down in Bitcoin to where that might be realistic in some areas. So despite, and I think there's, you know, he points out the irony here. He won News Presenter of the Year. Let's get down to his personal story. He says, it was pretty cool to win the award. Thanks for everyone who voted for me. He says, the establishment, of course, was appalled. He says, he'd been living the last couple months understanding that, uh, you know, his future career may be in jeopardy and he may have to move to a completely different country. He doesn't want to, but he may not have a choice. He said he's been banking with the same group since 1980, uh, has had multiple accounts throughout the 90s, even worked in the city of London in recent years too. And one of the subsidiary is uh, of this bank. Okay, so he's talking about the bank that he's been with since 1980. It's a subsidiary of a, a large banking group. He didn't want to name them yet, but it sounds like it's someone that everyone would know. He says it's a very prestigious name. He got a phone call from them a couple months ago saying they're closing his accounts. He asked why, as you can imagine, no answer given. So he thought, okay, well, I'll just go to a different bank. He said he's been to six or seven banks and asked them all, could I have a personal business account? And the answer every single time has been no. There, he says there's nothing irregular about what he has done since 1980, for heaven's sakes. So it's just like everyone else, the payments just come in and out, maintains a business account with a decent positive cash balance. He said you'd think that, that, that would, uh, they would want that. This is why is this happening to me? He speculates that it could be something that the European Union came up with a few years ago called PEP, politically exposed person. 
So now this could, obviously they define what that is. Now this could range from anyone from a prime minister down to a local councillor. And he speculates that you know, whether it's Brexit or his opinion on what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, uh, this has put him into that category. And he says the banks see themselves as these big corporate structures that are integrated into the government. I mean, it's just basic fascism, economics, which is what we have with uh, a lot of the banking system within the United States and within Europe. And therefore, if they get a call from Klaus saying, hey, we're done with this Nigel guy, they're, they're pretty much all going to be complicit. So he goes on to talk about maybe some other reasons why this could be happening. But he says, this is the key here. I'm quoting him. But think about it. Without a bank account, you effectively become a non-person. You don't actually exist. It's like the worst regimes of the mid-20th century, Russia or Germany. You literally become a non-person. And you don't anymore, you did in the past, but you don't anymore actually have the right to be entitled to a bank account. He says there's a possibility that he uh, solves this problem through a fintech company. He says, which could be a little bit of a lifeline. But he said, even with this, he can't earn interest, can't borrow money, can't take out a mortgage, etc. So it, it's just kind of like a storage facility. It's like having a safe deposit box. But it, it, you know, I don't know how Nigel is getting paid right now. Obviously, he was a politician. But think about your personal life. Like, if you didn't have a bank account, how would that work? Like, how would you get paid from your employer? And if you could get paid for from your employer, especially in the United States, okay, what what, what do you do? Like, let's say you get your paycheck. What do you do with it? Well, Nigel would literally have to go to a check cashing place, assuming they have those in the UK. And then he'd take a 20% haircut. Then he'd get his cash. And then what do you do with the cash? Okay, well, you can use that for many things, but there are many things, especially in the developed world, that you cannot use that cash for. goes back to why I like living in an emerging market because I could easily go a week here paying with everything in cash, everything, my rent, my even if I go to the, the doctor, if I go to the hospital, you can still easily pay that with cash here. Try that. Try going to the Mayo Clinic and paying in cash. Good luck with that. So, you know, and, and then think about uh, Bitcoin or even gold. Okay. Well, you say, oh, st- you're stupid, Nigel. Just buy Bitcoin. How? How does he do that? If you can't get your paycheck, and then even if you could get one, you have to go to a check cashing place, and then you get actual cash. How do you get your Bitcoin? Now, I get it. You could find like a peer-to-peer Bitcoin cafe or something like that where you go up there with $10,000 and you give it to the guy and then he takes $10,000 worth of his Bitcoin and gives it to you. But I mean, is that realistic for the majority of people? And to do that every single time that you get your paycheck? So then I start to think about this. and I'm like, wait a minute here. Even if we go back to this solution, it still requires you to have a bank account. And if, let's just assume for a moment, they're, they're, you're in a jurisdiction where they are not using your social score, if the federal government is and the, then the banks are beholden to the federal government, then you could easily be non-banked, just like Nigel, based on your credit score, again, even though they weren't implementing or didn't recognize the credit score in your local jurisdiction, say that's Tyler, Texas, or you know Miami, Florida, something like that. 
So this becomes a big problem, a very big problem. And it's almost like, you know, and then if a bank works with you, but now all of a sudden we replace the SWIFT system, we replace the um, the CHIPS system, the clearinghouse. This is all being replaced by Fed now, right? So you go from the private sector basically to the public sector, and then they have the ability to kind of excommunicate any bank. It'd be, very, it'd be kind of similar to kicking them off the Swiss system right now. So all these banks are going to line up because they don't want to be kicked off the SWIFT system, right? And in the future, all these banks are going to line up, even if they're in Texas or Florida, because they don't want to be kicked out of the unified ledger. They don't want to be kicked out of the... So it, it, it basically takes all of that leverage and they're able to implement it, not just at a global scale, but now they're able to implement it at a state level with state banks because they have to be plugged into that network in order to survive. So even if there is, even if you go down to your local credit union, and they've known you for 40 years. And if you get in on the wrong side of Klaus in your social score, even though that doesn't impact you in any other area where you live, it could impact your ability to get an account with that bank that you've known for 40 years. Even if you've done nothing wrong in their eyes, they just can't afford to take the risk because then they get kicked out of what effectively is the current SWIFT system. And I'm bringing this up just to further illustrate how this is a moving target and we need to be like hyper vigilant on what's going on here. This is a very, very basic crude overall, not even a plan, but just ideas as to how you may navigate, but it is far from complete. And the Nigel Farage story shows us that even I have a lot of work to do to figure out how we can have the highest probability of maintaining our freedom, liberty, and everything that we value within this world that will be here sooner than later. And that's a world of CBDCs. So stay tuned, guys. I can promise you that I'm going to continue to give this a lot of thought. And whenever I come up with another idea or another uh, iteration, I will definitely share that with you uh, as soon as I possibly can. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. 